AustralianMusiciansRadio.com Australian Musicians Radio advises the following program may contain coarse language, adult themes, unsolicited product placement, quality banter, unscripted bullshit, dad jokes, cringeworthy puns, lewd anecdotes, general fuckery, and lots and lots of local, independent, original music. Hi, I'm Daniel. And I'm Vass. And welcome to Bob Talk. Magical lights up in the sky, can you tell me? Shakira and you're listening to AMR.
Hello. 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 Hello, kind Good morning, sunshine. The earth says hello. Oh, no. Not this already. I don't want shitty. Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. The amazing chocolatier. I like how you're you're quoting the uh, not the re original the remake the shit remake. You'd, yeah, but that was the good. That was the one good line in it. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. was that one bit, and then you get to see all the dolls like melting, the <laughs> wax faces. Just boy, it's terrifying. Actually, the only good thing of that movie was that that was different and good about that movie was Christopher Lee as the dad. Yeah, but Christopher Lee, you can't pull a Christopher Lee card. He's a legend. I know. Anything I you know. put him in, he's going to be good. Uh, However, Gene Wilder, I'm sure, turned in his um, not yet freshly dug grave at that point because he was still alive when it was released. But I'm sure he would turn in his grave every time somebody think- says that that is their favourite Willy Wonka uh, movie. It's uh, got to be, be a weird thing, hey, if you play a role and then someone else plays it, you got to look at them and be like, yeah, you go, you, look at you. Enough of that. Doing my job, <laughs> not as good as I did it. <laughs> Enough, enough of that cracker lacking now. That was uh, the the most unsequited in- intro that I think we've done so far. <laughs> That's right. Just cut it out and put it in the shit talk section. We'll no, 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 no. I like it raw and unprotected. <laughs> welcome, welcome, is, welcome. That's the AMR tagline now. <laughs> raw and up. Well, I mean, when we originally started back in the day, this this yeah potentially this forerunning the forerunner of this show was called Feel the Burn with Daniel M. Pern. Uh, Phil that, the was, pern. that was Gareth's invention, so you can blame him and, and write him your angry letters. <laughs> He's the most unprotected uh, of all of us. <laughs> <laughs> He's alone at the moment in the in the studio. No, he's got Steve with him, but um, yeah, I mean that. Nah, I, won't, I, won't, I won't say anything. Um, welcome, <laughs> him guys. and Steve are like an old married couple. <laughs> they do. When I'm recording with it's him. Funny as they'll, uh, you, you know, you'll you'll be he'll be speaking in one minute, and the next minute he'll pause and go, "No, oh, Steve." No, I want you put it there. Put it. Up. That goes in the kitchen. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. What he's not fuck? even looking in the. He's not even looking in the same direction as him. Yeah. And just you, you're like his ears twitch, so he can swear at Steve. <laughs> they're like finally, they're a fi- they're finally tuned to each other's frequencies. It's just uncanny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, good lord. Um. Anyway, so we came we came off some some tasty ones there. If I'm not wrong. Oh, as in like at the some studio, tunes, some taste tasty. Oh, tunes, you I mean, mean the shit that we're actually here to talk about. Sure. Yeah, that's the one. I'd like to welcome, sorry, our guests, our guests, our audience for this lovely new episode of Bar Talk, episode fifteen. Um, should have got fifteen episodes, huh? You're getting old. I'm an old man. Fifteen episodes yeah, old. Yeah, I've got a walking cane. <laughs> I'm half blind. Can't see what I'm typing these days. Um, I've got <laughs> these days. <laughs> these days. I've, I've got to. I've got to say, um, the tracks this week, uh, and I've been seeing this trend slowly, slowly. Is um, what. They've just got top tier production. Like uh, at AMR, we get a, a wide variety of different kinds of tracks from people in different stages of their musical career. This particular week, I was um, marking, you know, which ones I thought had particularly great production, and I ended up marking all of them. <laughs> <laughs> top marks around. Well, uh, you know, it's not it's not because we you know pick the best of the best as a shortlist. Vass, it's not got nothing to do with that. <laughs> no, 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 not at all, not at all. <laughs> Tell, tell me about your thoughts about that first song, uh, Good Thing by Valkyrie. New Zealand mob. Well, actually, mob? I, the a thing that I found really interesting about that one was it, um, 
it had a funkiness in the bass and guitar, which we, uh, at this point, long-time listeners of the show will know I'm quite fond of. It's a um, sex a bit of funk guitar work in there. Just a really fun music video, but, like, it, it was pop all the way through, except for that guitar and that bass. They were both really, like, deeply rooted in funk, and I think it really br- brought the whole yeah. thing up a lot, made it uh, quirky and interesting. Yeah, these guys aren't from Auckland, Vass. They're from South Auckland. South Auckland. Yeah, I don't know whether that's just, a good or a bad thing, but just south of the crater. Yes, but uh, I mean, it must be a good thing with a song title like that. Put him. It's okay. <laughs> I can't believe I looked to the left to check my notes for that. He's like, wait, what's that? Oh, oh, you, you sly oh, yeah, yeah. bitch, you sly dog. Now, uh, and after that, we had um, Foman. Yeah, Foman. Now, these guys from. Actually, Newcastle, I think it's the first time we've played a Newcastle artist on the podcast since we relaunched. Um, so, you don't get- Because Newcastle's got a very phenomenal heavy music scene. And anybody mm-hmm. that's been there or played a show there, who well, I'm very <laughs> lucky enough to be one of those people that's done that, you notice there's a very, very, very- uh, What do you call it? A very dedicated following of-, of uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, just following yeah. and, and a very dedicated community of metal- Metal listeners and you metal know, um, app- supremos. Apparently, that's the same uh, in Japan. So, um, I watched a, a documentary a little it's- while ago called Anvil, which if you haven't seen, oh my goodness, it's hilarious. <laughs> Go watch it. Um, and that, like, they were a metal band, mm. um, you know, harkening back to the time kind of our dads were in their prime. Yeah, yeah. They, those guys were playing music. They just didn't make it at the time that they thought they'd make it. Um, but he was not going to let the dream die, so he kept going. So, there's this guy in his, like, 50s odd- um, just jamming away these these cool metal 80s type tunes uh, mm, and he ends mm. up making it big but he ends up making it big in japan um big okay. in japan <laughs> um japan. Tom Waits. yeah it's a bit there's a weird and, slew of all these aussies that that actually try to do that like there'll be some people that go to la to try and make it big and there'll be a bunch of people that'll try to go to tokyo oh, wherever he was um he was american i think jewish oh. background but uh, american guy and he ended up going to japan because the, he had such a hardcore diehard like hundreds of thousands of oh, fans in japan <laughs> There you go. So, it sounds like that. But uh, interestingly enough, our track by Foman- um, Yes. I want to hear your thoughts on it because you, you're you a big um, fan of this kind of genre, the Euro synth pop. Yeah, this is cool. Foman's been bubbling in the background. We've, I've seen him release a few singles and this one particularly stood out. I just don't know whether it was the, the stylistic- chain the stylistic choices in it i really like the synth work in it of course the whole thing is just a beautiful piece of shimmering synth pop dark pop i'm guessing on on that sort of side of the spectrum Mm. and yeah he's come with these videos that he come that he actually releases along with them i think every single he's put out so far this is the third single that he's put out this year and all the videos i've seen of him are real standouts like there is a real Mm. There is a real attention focus, to detail. attention to good cinematography. So, I believe on his previous yeah, yeah. single, it's like all set in a dark bar. This one, it's yeah, yeah. got some cool, like almost 80s inspired sort of, you know, wide open road stretches. And, you know, he rides on his bike I- and then he meets up with these troop of girls. I, I don't know what quite happens. Yeah, like yeah. Some- I, got, I got big- um- uh, Charlie's Angels vibes. Yes. Yes. That was it. Now, Charlie's Angels, classic 80s. 80, but I also got a bit of an Akira worship. type, a bit of an Akira vibe yes. from his, uh, his Akira, uh, motorbike thing. Wasn't Akira originally like an 80s cartoon as well? 
yeah, an 80s, uh, 80s anime. It was one of those ones that mm. was targeted at the Western audience. So there's a lot of like, uh, stuff that Westerners find familiar in it. Yeah. Um, and I've noticed too that one of them does really. I think the motorbikes are for us. Oh, yeah. The, the motorbikes catch our attention. Uh, or any sort of vehicle in a music video. Remember that, that, uh, that song well, and the guy. They're generally with- cars is the thing. That's what I mean. But, you know, classic cars, sexy motorbikes. Oh, come on. Mm. I want to see a golf buggy in a music video. Like, just slinked up. You know, Dude, I was playing rack, um, need, I was playing oh, the new Need for Speed game with some friends recently. And don't, tell I, me you, don't tell me you drove a golf buggy. Volkswagen Beetle. No shit. <laughs> I spec'd um, it out. I dropped- I did an engine swap with it. Like, the whole thing was custom and it absolutely fanged. It did, like, 0 to 100 in yep. 1.7 seconds or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was mental. No, the best the best thing if you're talking about golf buddy buggies and driving in games, you steal one from the golf course in GTA and then you start driving it around the city as you fight off the cops just, you know, popping caps outside the uh, holding on one holding on with one hand on the steering wheel and other hand's got the got the uh, little pistol the just car, like uh, copping, pistol, yeah. just popping caps at car tires. Classic Dude, I times. played that online for a while. That's difficult. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not it's not easy. Or the um, Uzi, the one that like goes and it's just like sprays bullets everywhere, and you, he's yeah, like, yeah. you'll yeah. probably discharge a hundred hundred rounds, but one of them will hit. <laughs> yep. That's anyway, what it's like uh, it's worth mentioning. I like the cinematic aspect ratio on this uh, yes. video. Uh, noticeable that it's got the all know, of big back, black bars at the top and bottom, and um, it gives the whole thing an even more broody kind of feel. I believe that he all of his videos have that similar sort of feel with the aspect ratio mm-hmm. and the style of uh, cinematography. But yes, he's from Newcastle. That was the point I was going to make earlier so he's coming out with this really cool sort of almost vocoder sort of electronic uh sounds with his vocals too which really sort of stands out compared to a lot of other stuff that's coming through Mm. but at the same time really sleek not overly going for the industrial side of things more for the dark pop so yeah really cool yeah yeah. Uh, go check him out that's his song vita by her by the way and that's not vita by her that's vita by her by foeman f-o-e-m-e-n that's it good job Thank you. No worries. I just worries. thought I picked that up. I knew I, knew, I knew I would be confused on the other end. He's <laughs> like, what the hell is he on about? Yeah, yeah. I'm searching this song, but I can't find any artist <laughs> called Her. I don't think- I've never heard a song called Vita by Her, so you can just whack that in your search bar and it'll probably yeah, come up anyway. Seems uh, like a reliable way to do it. That's, that's it. That's exactly right. Now, I might get you to tell- Actually, why don't you introduce the next song? Because this was your pick- I wasn't going to put this one in, but then you're like, no, no, it's got to go in. It's got to go in. And I thought, yeah, I know exactly why. And I'll let you explain because it is it is a cool track. Yes, it's a um, – I, I think I'd characterize it best by saying it's a fun track <laughs> to listen to. It's an uplifting, very lively. It's uh, funky and soulful. And if anyone, again, has uh, been listening for a long time, that's my whole jam right there. It's uh, Soda Dreams by Masaya. Another Kiwi. Our second, our second New Zealand track of the evening or day. Yes. Or day. I know wherever Raglan is, I have no idea. I've never heard that, that town before. So it must be some sort of rural, uh-huh. like off the beaten path town that you, you, you'd have, you must live in New Zealand to know. So I don't, I don't know where Raglan is. Can somebody, I'm going to look a map, look at a map later and find out where that is, but that's where he's from apparently. We can come back off the break with that information. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you're funny because you say it's, a, oh, it's a fun new single. That's what exactly what the, uh, PR, the PR and the media releases described it as well. Oh, so I mean, that, that's what I'd be marketing it as. I, I've noticed within that, um, again, soul funk uh, pop scene, um, 
fun is a big emphasis. Like one of yes. my favorite current artists, Alan Stone, is um, oh, he's always been. A he's favorite very artist much of yours. the same. Yeah, he's I I love him. He he does a very similar thing. A lot of his songs try to focus on the positive and keep a lively, upbeat vibe, even when they're um, slow and sultry. Yeah, it yeah. still seems like he's having fun with it, and I think that's a big part of soul. So uh, they've hit the nail on the head there with that. Yeah, um, go and go and check it out again. Another great example of good funk guitar intertwined, a little bit less prominent than the Valkyrie song, but it's intertwined more with the keys and the drums. Yeah, in a d- different way. Whereas you notice with the Valkyrie song it was very much, I think it was purely they did a fl- played a Pink Floyd and put the guitars only on one coming out of one side of the speakers. Um, yeah, the other <laughs> thing was the bass was the bass was very prominent as well. Yeah, very yeah. This was a bit more. It's a little bit more. It's fun. You're absolutely right. But it's a little bit more toned down in terms of the in your faceness. If that's yeah, a, it's a got more term. of a more of a wash of sound kind yeah. of thing going on to it. Was cool. I like different different feel about it, which I really liked. Um, of course, after we play that, we're going to go straight into the interview I did with Colin Lilly, which was so much fun. I uh, got him to call on the weekend from the Alice. He's from Alice Springs, so our first Territorian we've interviewed on the podcast. And uh, yeah, we chatted all about his EP and his journey in getting to where he is and whether hell, why the hell a Scotland Scotsman is doing in the middle of Australia. Um, so find out more soon. So don't go anywhere. I've I've actually heard of um, people coming here specifically for the music culture. Uh, um, Kevin Murphy would be a great example. I don't know if he's Irish too. So let's him. let's make he that is Irish with a name like um, Kevin Murphy. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's about as Irish as it gets, right? <laughs> it could have been McKinnon or something like that. It's about as little bit more Irish. I heard you had a racist but- father. <laughs> Well, he he used to run an open mic at a place called The Snug, mm. and his whole thing, Mode Music, was um, he came here from Ireland to pursue that because he heard that Melbourne had such a great music culture yeah. and a live venue culture. It's not- and it did. <laughs> Turns out he was there. right. No, so I had a little bit of a discussion about this, and I won't give much away, but it wasn't because of that reason but and you'll find out why yeah. when when we go into the interview and it was a really <laughs> fascinating um under, it was a really fascinating <laughs> understanding that he came to when um when he got there so i hope you look forward to it it was a lot of fun to do i like, I like your little clickbait-esque title there you kind of like clickbaited people with it yes yeah. this, this really attractive scottish man is playing music oh, in Melbourne. Oh, Find out why. I couldn't stop talking about his beard as well. Like, I, you know, and I mean, the beard like him, any man or lady would swoon. Anyway, we should probably get to playing the songs <laughs> before we get, before we, you know, get out of, out of hand and give away too much of, hand. of what we talked about. Yeah. So, uh, here it is. It is. This is uh, Messiah, I believe. Messiah. You want to go out on it? You want to tell me what the song is? Yeah. Soda Dreams. Messiah. Enjoy it.
Hey guys and girls, welcome back to the Bar Talk Podcast. Hope you're really excited and really keen because uh, I'm going to jump straight into it because right now I have on the line with me uh, a gentleman, a Scotsman actually, don't don't hold that against him, um, calling all the way from the Alice, so our first Territorian on the, on the podcast. So, he's just come out with his uh, recent EP, Petrichor which we played the title track from way back in one of the earlier episodes and we pondered over how, how good of a name that is for an EP. So, I thought we'd better get, in, better get him in and chat about how the hell he comes up with these good names. Please welcome him. It's Colin Lilly. <laughs> Daniel, how are you? It's nice to be here. <laughs> nice to be here on the, the wavelengths of the internet M. <laughs> internet, <laughs> internet, internet M. Yeah, I like Yes, <laughs> it's the new it's the new M. You know, radio we have radio does have a tendency, and you know the offshoots of that. And podcast really is an offshoot of radio. Uh, I know, yes. I know that like you know, yeah, the old joke goes, oh, "I got a face for radio." Ha ha ha! Boom crash. <laughs> I know, I know, you can't really make that joke with podcasts because you think of someone like like some of the most famous podcasters in the world, like AKA Joe Rogan. They actually film themselves <laughs> doing it, so you can't. That joke doesn't quite travel, but the concept's the same. You know, two or more idiots sitting in front of a mic chatting to each other. Basically, what anyone can do is just that, you know, in, well, not in my case, but like in the professional case, you actually get money from it. So, I, I mean, what's the logic behind that, eh? Yeah, well, I don't know. Like, that's why I, that's why I write songs, because 
if you uh, want to see my face, you have to come to a gig, and there's not much of that going on right now. So maybe this this is why I'm doing a podcast for you because I've got a face for a podcast. Okay. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to be putting up promo pictures and everything. So yeah, you want to you want to put it that way. You've got a magnificent face. It's got years and years of experience in it. I mean, a beard like yours just doesn't come overnight. As they say, Rome wasn't built in a day. A beard yeah, well, wasn't grown overnight. You know? Well, you know, I've, I've had a bit of a trim since that photograph was taken. Oh, okay. But yeah, I'm growing it back. I'm, I, I decided I would have a bit of a trim since um, uh, we've been in this crazy COVID thing. So, But by the time I'm back in the road, it will be back to its magnificent, magnificent yeah. self. Like, no. it's, it's still there. Like, I'm, I'm having a look at some of your newer pictures and vids you've put up. Like, it's it's still a decent decent bit of scrub going on there. Like, no, man, it's still not the beard. <laughs> I suppose after you've come out of, like, the- You were really going for, like, the late 1800s Bush Ranger look uh, yeah. for, the, like, the some of the promo pictures I can see when the EP came out. What was the- When did you first grow your first beard, actually? Because that's a good question. I want, I want to know where you thought, right, these follicles that just won't stop, I, I'm just sick and tired of- of shaving and having a smooth, smooth chin. Where, where did the inspiration come for a good old fashioned, fashioned Victorian era beard? Well, the, the the story is that when my mother gave birth to me, the the doctor says, "I'm not sure if I should put him on the boob, Mrs. Lily, or give him a banana." Is that hairy? You know. <laughs> so uh, I, I guess I've always had some form of facial hair since I was probably 17. But you know the you know the beard itself. Uh, it wasn't until I'd say late 2015 that I decided to. What how do we do? It? How do we say sculpt? Get it sculptured by a professional uh, follicle yeah. designer. You know, so <laughs> a designer beard. And this yeah. and this year's season, we have the apartment style, and it's like just little windows in your beard. Have you ever seen? <laughs> have you ever seen those? Um, I know there's a competition usually held in Germany or something there weird like that where they have beard sculpting competitions and people will put really, really high levels of detail into, you know, shaping the follicles, adding curls, putting the right, yeah. you know, type of brill cream or whatever they use. Yeah. And they come up with these beautifully sculpted pieces of art on their chins. Have you seen yeah. the pictures? Yeah, that is like they have the beard world championship and That's- you have the different kinds of beards and then you have the mm. freestyle. <laughs> it's like whatever. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I don't think I've not got the patience for that. So, you know, I, I just could not. Uh, no, I've not got the patience for it. That's your story. You got enough. <laughs> you got enough patience to put out a phenomenal. Well, I mean, I was going to say you got enough patience to put out a, a phenomenal four track EP. But then again, I mean, I suppose you're right, because if you really had patience, you'd wait and bring out the triple album, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, like, you know, the, I guess I guess for me, I, I was, I'm was i doing it in stages. Like, you know, I've, I've brought out a full album, some singles, an EP, and I've got a new album coming. So, you know, it's all about taking your time. Mm. Uh, and it, I guess it, the, it's a bit like, you know, why do everything at once when you can take your time and, yeah. and do it and now and again, like, you know, just like, you know, that, what was it? The chat from Spotify, the CEO said that people are unhappy <laughs> with the fact that they're not making money from Spotify. They should do more work. Please, and please put out as, as many songs that you can claim as much three yeah. cent royalties off. Wink, wink. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like okay, yeah, we can make music just like that. We we won't go through the <laughs> the painful experience of trying to write the song, express the song, record the song, and promote the song, uh, and then we'll just go, go and do it straight away again. So yeah, 
His beards are exactly the same. There's no rush. It will come, you know. Do you consider, and I haven't asked this question in a while because I, I do like to tend to reserve it to a lot of artists that were around, like, you know, in the times before streaming and that, but in, in your own experience, do you think streaming is a net positive or net negative thing in terms of listening to music and being a musician? Uh, I guess I'm lucky enough that, you know, like, for me, I didn't start making music until later in life, and that was streaming was the, is yeah. the main the main thing <clears throat> but I, I i guess we have when it comes to streaming i guess the attitude is that you know that it's a very it's mostly a thing that you know is here now to stay and mm. I, I i i really you know and my ego says and this is me being on my ego says <laughs> i want more streams give me more streams so i can get money but you know, I'm I'm very much a live performance kind of character, yeah. and I love being in front of an audience. And that's for me is I feel that the stream is the gateway to have people to come and watch me. A bit like it's a gateway drug for Colin Lilly. You stream, and then you come to a gig, and then you walk away with a CD, an album, a T-shirt, mm. and you know. So it's that. But you know, I, all I, the merch, all the merch. Yeah. <laughs> I want I, cigarette I lighters. I, I want towels with my beard on it. I want the beard. I want. I want the actual. I want pieces of my cut-off hair on these like exclusive sets of towels. So like when you dry yourself, like you're being dried by Colin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm very much. I, I, I don't know how to take the streams. To be honest, I just let them. I, I, I think streams now are more for, uh, you know, you listen to music. Uh, the beautiful thing about the, the, the different, like Spotify and Apple Music, and that is that you can dive into new music, old music. I think the sad thing is that you no longer sit and go to a party like when, when, when I was younger and you would be able to go through somebody's record collection and discover new records that way. You know, you would be able to go through their vinyl Whereas you can say, oh, can I go through your record collection? And go, no, it's on my phone. And so you're going through something. It's much more a private thing, much more private. It's so I find, and I guess this is my generation because the generation I'm in is the resurgent generation, the hippies, the the uh, nostalgia wankers, as I call them, <laughs> where it's a status symbol. It's like. I have all four original Led Zeppelin albums, one to four, on vinyl. Bow mm. down to my godlike power. And it's just like, oh, my God, <laughs> he is the devil. He is the Jesus incarnate. You know, and yeah. it's just, it is a status symbol. It's like, look at my look at my record collection. Look how big it is yeah. and long. The shaft uh, of this shelf <laughs> takes a lot of weight. Like it's it's like comparing it's like comparing manhood sizes these days, like the size of your record collection. Look how long- <laughs> The shelf I, mean, I, 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 I have a conversation with, with, with my boys and I say to them, look, you know, we used to queue for when a new release would come out. We'd queue in the street. We'd wait at the record store and we'd wait for that album to be released, like, you know. And, and, and it was the same for when you were going to book tickets for, for a yeah. gig. You had to be there quick to get the tickets or you'd lose mm. it. And tickets nowadays you do it all online. And and it's great you can do it all online and you can get everything online. But there's just something that I think <clears throat> with a release of when you're releasing music, I think a lot of releases can get lost because there is so much now. Whereas you would go to a record store and you could physically spend a good 
good couple of hours <laughs> discovering yeah. the new releases and physically holding them. And I think that, I guess that that's just an age thing, you know. And when when the generation who are part of the whole uh, digital download world and stuff and the, the whole Spotify world, when that changes in the next ten and the new mm. thing comes along, mm. we'll hear them going, "Do you not remember when it used to be like this?" So it's just progress, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, you remember the days when you used to like you like you know uh, burn your CDs and then give someone a mix CD. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, just the world is just, it's just uh, next that'll be in our head yeah. and you'll be making your playlist by blinking or something. It'll be something <laughs> crazy like that. Yeah. You know? True. Let's, let's actually talk a bit, a bit about your, your music because, I mean, that, that, that was the original reason why we got you on, let's face it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell, us, tell us a bit about the EP because, you know, back in 2016, you released your debut album, Glass, Glass Homes. Yeah. Um, which did relatively well, and then now you've released this EP, and you've mentioned again you've got you're going to have another album coming out. So really, this is like the the slice of ham in between the two hefty hefty hand cut pieces of bread, I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. what was the idea then of, of releasing an EP in between you know two releases? Well, the, I had the opportunity. Well, I, I was playing performing at Woodford. Uh, yeah. Last just at the beginning of this year, just at the end of the last year, and I was heading across to uh, uh, New Orleans for the International Folk Alliance Conference, and I wanted to have something that was going to be unique for Woodford. Mm-hmm. And I had been I'd, like it'd been two years that I'd been probably touring solid, solid, uh, and I was doing a lot of touring with Diesel. And uh, one one weekend, one weekend, I we were in Sydney, and I got invited to go to Mark's house and look at his studio and stuff. Mm. And we just got chatting. It'd be good if we could record something. Like we'd be up for recording something. And and basically, I thought, well, how about I just do a, a, a an EP that would be just really for the Woodford audience, yeah. mm. uh, and it would give me a chance to work with Mark in the studio. Uh, and so that's that was the main reason for doing the EP there was nothing it was just basically to go to Woodford with something that I could basically say this is uniquely for you and then it went all the way when I went to New Orleans I took it over there and and it was just to have something that was in between because the new album's coming out so it was a uh, the whole reason for doing it was to take something to Woodford so so, get to work with Diesel. <laughs> so, yeah, true. You must have had a bit of a fangirl moment there for sure. <laughs> Big fan moment. Uh, huge. It's really, it's really the aim, isn't it? When you when you become successful enough to go, I want a home studio that's like you know fancy enough that other musicians will want to come and record with me, isn't it? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I was blown away with just like you know. I think the beautiful thing was that Mark saw something like I always I, I enjoyed a bit like me I always find like finding new things like that people and within people like you know so like with the kids or with friends or with mm. other musicians and other artists that they don't see themselves and Mark saw something in me that that he thought was was worthy enough to be in his studio and use his guitars and him to yeah. put his magical touches on. That's nice. It's it it really must feel satisfying. And as a songwriter myself, you do feel satisfied when somebody hears a song you play, somebody who you like as a musician hears a song you play and go, I really like that lyric you put in there. I really like that lick that yeah. you, you wrote for the guitar. So, yeah. do, do you find that that was a bit like that experience when you were touring and, and playing with him? Uh, I think Well, I think what happened was I, I guess you don't expect to 
when you're, well, I, I don't expect that when I am touring with the people I've been lucky enough to support, uh, that yeah. you, it becomes much more of a deeper connection that you have when you spend a longer period of time with, with them. And, yeah. you know, with, with Mark, it became, uh, there was an element of truth and honesty that Mark was open with and I love that I'm I'm I love transparency I love the I just love honesty I just regardless of where it comes from it can come from a three-year-old or it comes from a 93-year-old if somebody's honest with you then there's a bit there's there's a integrity there that that you know and, and Mark just basically said yeah I'd, I'd love to do some work with you and, and so and then I'm turning around and going this these are great songs let's so the magic you know you mentioned that whole thing about honesty and oh whether it's from a three-year-old or a 93 year old i mean i know you're just you know pulling numbers out of a hat there when it comes to the ages but there is a sort of element of truth to the terms of it that that the honesty that you get from a toddler or a young child is very similar to the honesty you get from the elderly and it's got (laughs) to have something to do with the fact that like the mindset if you got nothing to lose when you're that young you i think you don't you don't realise the sort of gravity of what you say half the time, whereas yeah. when you are at that age where you're at the end of your where you're towards your, your golden years or whatever, you realise that well, I really don't have anything to lose. I haven't got a career riding it. I've I've lived what I've I've what I've got to live, and there's this experience that I've got to express. So I don't know whether you found that experience as well, just generally speaking. But have you noticed? Have you noticed that like it's there's a very similar sort of honesty between the old and young age group. Yeah, well, like I, I think for me, it's it's been more about the fact that I was somebody that carried a lot of BS in my life, and 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 then I had to rediscover what the, what it actually means to be honest with <laughs> oneself. Yeah, uh, and then once you realise that and you uh, have lived that, then you uh, are more prone to seeing it around you more than than you were before. You know, uh, I guess it's that thing where. Uh, don't believe the BS because that's when you end up you end up becoming a, a, a bit of an asshole, like you know. So uh, <laughs> you and for a long the time, I was yeah, yeah, you believe yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, and and I guess for a long time I was the asshole, like you know, and 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 it, when I realised that I was an asshole, I had an opportunity to change things, and and then when you do that, you honestly, I think to be honest in life, to be truthful to yourself. And being able to be honest around others, then that's something that, you know, and I'm not always, I don't always get it right. I can still be an asshole. But, you know, I think it's how you step up after that and realising that. So, yeah, I, I, I think I see more honesty in the world now than, 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 I, than I used to because I guess I'm looking for it more, you know. Guess it's guess it's better to be an honest asshole than a, a bullshitting asshole. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> At you least they can't say it. you're lying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. And if they do say you're lying, then you go, well, let's have a conversation about it then, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Go on, we'll, we'll dwell on that a bit because the album sort of evokes a lot of emotions and I can sort of tell that you were trying to show this sort of level of honesty in the songs that you've picked on the EP. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you it's very much an uplifting i've got a very much an uplifting sort of theme going on throughout the whole thing that there is sort of this beauty even in the simplest of things like in petrichor you mentioned it it's as i think some of us know already it's a a word meaning the smell of rain which was a word coined by the csiro back things like what 10 years ago when they were researching it yep and it's like it's about finding that beauty in something as obscure and as 
simple as the smell you get when when the rain comes. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm just yes. using that as an example, but we yeah, we yeah. got on this last time when we did originally play Petricor back in like one of the earlier episodes. So yes. is that really what you were trying on here compared to the the your album that you put out a few years ago? So that that raw stripped back honesty sort of reflected in the instrumentation as well. Yeah, I, well, the, the EP itself, as I said, I've I'd, I'd been on the road solid for two years with only going home for short periods of times just to say, hello, yes, I'm alive, and yes, yeah. I'm still your husband, and I'm still <laughs> your dad and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then, so the EP itself was, there was a, the, for me, there was a feeling that because I'd been on the road so much that I was missing out on giving across some of my wisdom and truth because their kids were growing up they're moving on like we've got one son who's at university and yeah. Newcastle another one who's at boarding school in Sydney another one who's lit here and, and another one who's with his his, his mum like what you call it and you know so there's that element of feeling I was missing more so the EP itself was me trying I guess to be being uh, present whilst mm. not being present, and and it was me like like this the song down the road uh, on the EP is all about me basically saying you know I'll see you down the road but yeah. you know remember there's these things that like I've experienced and don't be afraid of that like Petrichor itself is definitely a song about you know being away from Alice Springs and then smelling mm. the rain and then realizing just what Alice Springs actually reminds me of yeah it's about you know and knowing that the boys are leaving but they need to know that there's magic within who they are uh, and they can't don't don't ever forget it because it means that you like you know you'll always have something there around you uh you know and and broken's all about the idea that it's okay to feel broken you know and Mm. uh, being uh, like being a solo artist and traveling always on your own and then meeting up with whoever you're supporting or going to the venue and meeting somebody who's supporting you. You know, that idea that, you know, sometimes you can second guess yourself and you don't communicate, you don't talk about your feelings, you don't talk about the things that are so about opening up. And and then hard times is about what I was observing as on the road and how I was seeing Australia dealing with the struggles it was having with the fires and the droughts and Mm. how I was observing people communicate with one another that, you know, like my wife and I, we had a conversation and she said, look, I said, Australia's going through some real hard times. And she just said, well, hard times only slow you down. And from that, that song went from there. So it's very much an EP about trying to be present whilst, doing what I do as a job and doing my work. And there's definitely an element of that there. Mm. Not that boys listen to my music much, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want to listen to Dad's lanky, lanky, lanky chains. <laughs> Not enough but drum machines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Needs more auto-tune, Dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. No, it's... um No, the, yeah, you can... There is that honesty there, uh, I can definitely tell. So, yeah, it is a really good, good EP. Well, might play Thank one you. of the tracks now. Now... Broken is mm-hmm. not the most recent single, but the one that you released before that. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. So, you mentioned it's a bit about that. We'll, we'll play it now. I see you released in yep. a little uh, video for that too. I, yeah, the video. I'm, going to, I'm not going to lie. I haven't watched it yet because I only just yep. realized right before we <laughs> chatted. I'll watch it after the interview, but it looks like you've yes. got sort of like a split screen going going on there with a few, a few different angles of your luxurious yeah, with like the, facial the, hair the, follicles. The, 
the clip, the clip is something that uh, myself, I was lucky enough, most of the, the clips I've done, I've been done with uh, Eden Mulholland. Yeah, uh, yeah. And we, we, he came up with an idea one time. He says, you know, you're crazy on your Instagram the way, you, excuse me, it would be really good if we could do a clip. And we were just waiting for the right song to come along and it just so happened we were all in lockdown. We were all, uh, we couldn't do normal clips. And I said, well, how about this is the time to do the clip that you always said that you thought would be a great idea. And it really, really works. I was yeah. so surprised on how well the clip works. It's got, it's got all aspects of life in the clip. And it just is, yeah, I was, I was blown away with it. You know, it's a bit of magical nice. cleverness. Some, some great guitar work with good, really like the lick that the, yeah, the song opens with. That's, that's really cool. Um, we may as well play it because, uh, I don't, I think you've, Pretty much ran it up because normally I would say, "Tell us a bit about the song." But you gave us a very <laughs> nice rundown before, and I guess that's the yeah. advantage of only doing a four-track EP. You get to talk yeah. about each song in depth. Yeah, well, and I did that really quick, so we could t- so we can get into some of the serious conversation later. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, Who's I, your I favorite mean, Kardashian? I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean. The, the, the great thing about Broken is that, like, I honestly thought that getting uh, Diesel to do the, the, the be the producer, I thought I'd be able to get him to do some guitar work. And yeah. he went, no, nope, nothing. <laughs> You're doing it all. And, and like, and I just went, oh, my goodness. Well, like, being he's, duped. Yeah. yeah. He says, you've got me as a producer. You didn't pay me because I'd be more expensive if you wanted my guitar. So <laughs> <laughs> I was actually about to say that. Is he going to charge double the play as yeah, well? Yeah, like, was it? But he was, and which I am going, I will, to be honest, I will ever be in his debt because it was another, <laughs> uh, it was another boost to know that someone like Mark believes that what I can do with a guitar is, you know, is good. Like, you know, I'm, I've always yeah. said I am a singer who plays guitar. I'm not a guitarist who sings. Yeah. So my guitar's always been there to, for the colour, to create the colour and, mm. and, and, and make the story better of the song. And you know, he basically said, "No, what you've got to offer is 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 more than you 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 give yourself credit for." So yeah, you're doing all you'll do all the guitar work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't overwork me. <laughs> well, no, it was good. <laughs> Let, let's let's play it because it is a great track. Uh, it's broken off the EP Petrichor, folks. We'll be back real soon. Before you know it, right here on the Bar Talk Podcast. Do not go anywhere. Shaking off the rain today A moment appeared on his face He asked him, are you okay? Are you sure you're okay? Sitting round the table with friends She saw that look once again She asked him, are you okay? Are you sure you're okay? Is it time to sacrifice the pain that hides in between the lines? Only when it's broken, only when it's broken, when it hits you in the middle of the night and the truth burns so bright. Only when it's broken Waking on the bathroom floor Someone's knocking on the door They're asking, are you okay? Are you sure you're okay? 
We haven't heard your voice in days Seems you locked yourself away We're wondering, are you okay? Are you sure you're okay? Is it time to sacrifice The pain that hides In between the lines Only when it's broken only when it's broken When it hits you in the middle of the night And the truth burns so bright by Colin Lilly off his brand new EP Petrichor, which is out now. Make sure you give it a listen after the episode has been finished. For those of you who are terrible at their memory, of course, I have Colin with me on the line right now talking about all things, all things uh, Territorian and otherwise. Colin, are you still there? I'm still here, Daniel. S- still standing. <laughs> yes. Just like Elton John. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say- You've been in, you've been up in the arse for a few years now, but of course, yeah. as we've, uh, I don't know if we mentioned at the start that you know your your lavish Edinburgh. You know what's what? What do you call someone that's from Edinburgh? An Edinburghian? Oh uh, well, I'm I'm from outside Edinburgh, so I'm I'm yeah. not I'm 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 from I'm known as uh, someone from the sticks. The sticks. So like the sticks. So I like that was how a Jewish know? person calls it. Yeah, it's sticks. <laughs> like a sticks. The sticks. No, unnecessary yeah, I'm, I'm, SCH. I'm from the sticks. <laughs> the sticks. <laughs> so just outside of the city. I'm guessing that refers to anyone yeah. outside of the city. Well, anybody, about, I would say about 45 minutes outside. Anybody from the country, okay. you know, so you're from the sticks. So. I, yeah. I didn't think Chuka. Scotland was that big. I thought, you know, 45 minutes you'd be in the ocean, regardless well, of what direction you go. Forty-five minutes from where I grew up, you would be in Stirling, and it was a different accent altogether. And then another forty-five minutes from there, you would be in Glasgow, which is a completely different accent. Oh, the again, classic so. Glaswegian accent, and I will not attempt it. But it's just so, <laughs> like, even I, even even you know, over here, there's a joke about the Glaswegian accent being so thick. Because isn't that where yeah. from uh, where Billy Connolly's from? Yeah, Billy Connolly's from Glasgow. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just amazing. I, I know it's hard for for me to comprehend coming from rural Australia where it's like regardless of where you go it's largely the same accent outside of the cities 
But mm, I don't know. Like I can hear the differences when I go to Queensland, Victoria. Yeah, oh yeah, got, there's differences. But you I go mean, forty-five minutes. You go forty-five minutes. They're basically your neighbour. Like yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I guess, yeah when you're you go right, forty-five minutes, right, it's yeah. a totally different accent. It's just it's just yeah. how hard to comprehend that. There's just so many different ways of of speaking in such a such a compact area. Yeah. Yeah, but like, but, but I guess living in in the desert, like you know, uh, you you go for a drive for in two hours, and, yeah. and like you're you're in somebody else's country if you want to <laughs> go back, and you know, and it's a different language group to one another language group. So it's a bit like uh, you're going into like back home in Scotland, like mm. you could drive for a few hours and you're in England, and and people in Newcastle and that have got a different accent as as well, like yeah. you know. It's, so it's like, but yeah, right, Australia, you go for a drive. For forty-five minutes to your neighbour's property, and and they're still they're still Australian, like you know, they still got the Aussie accent. Yeah, you know, yeah, that, that shared collectivism. There's we're still all the same, uh, even yeah. if we might be, di- you know, by distance quite far. Yeah, I want to want to learn a bit more about your own background because yeah, you've been out here for quite a while now, and you've mm-hmm. pretty much only had your music career since you've come out here. Yeah, but tell us about your time in Scotland. Had you? You know, had you sung? Where did you start to learn how to sing? Was it only when you came out to Australia, or were you singing as a kid? Well, like, like for me, like you know, when I was a kid, when I was really young, I used to sing a lot at church. I used to go to church to sing. Uh, oh, the classic really church choir. Yeah, well, yeah. And there was there was no real choir at that time. But then when I got to school, uh, I managed to get in the school choir. Okay. But then life for me took me on a different path altogether. Like you know, I. I I guess learning to sing for me was was being free, but you know I was too much. I don't know. Like I I got involved in uh, the the things that you partake in uh, when you're supposed to be over the age of eighteen. I, I started that very much at a younger age. <laughs> yeah, and I got hooked in it. Uh, I guess because of my just the fact that it was a bit more easier to do that. So for singing for me was always a way of escaping until I could no longer escape what I was running away from, like, you know, so, and then it disappeared and then I ended up in the desert and I couldn't run away from myself mm. anymore and I went back to sing and I guess I always wanted to be a singer and a performer. I was always make, I was always singing uh, as a young kid, but again, I just got passion for something else and it just basically took me my life in a different direction but I'm a great believer that if you're meant to be on a road and you will rediscover that road or that road will you'll realize you you've always been on that road it just took a bit longer for you to mm. focus on where you're going at what what point did you, you realize you had to get out of well not get out and that might be the wrong phrase what, at what point did you realize you had to I guess expand your horizons and and move to a different country was there something that triggered that? Well, for me, when it, like you know, like I had a very aggressive uh, father. My father was an alcoholic, and mm. I had a disabled mother. And like you know, for me, my life growing up was all about being a carer and having to dodge somebody who dealt with their anger in a very violent way. I, I grew up at a very young age, realizing the difference between a violent man and an angry man. Like you know. Uh, and basically, when I was old enough, I had a younger brother. But when I was old enough, I, I would run away, like I just try to get away. And I moved to a different part of Scotland when I was eighteen, and and then I uh, I was on the move from that that point on. You know, never really comfortable 
uh, and then I, I was lucky enough to meet a lady who basically told me to write and I lived in Ireland for a while and I just started writing and we wanted to she wanted to come to Australia and I went oh, I don't want to go to Australia that's awfully far away <laughs> you know it's really far away and so many spiders yeah <laughs> And and like, but the pubs here. So why do we have to go there? That was my attitude. <laughs> that was my attitude. Was the pubs here? Why do we? Why do yeah. we have to go there? And she was like, basically, uh, she was like, because I want to go and visit. And when we, we came here, I just fell in love. When when we did the drive from Gold Coast to Central Australia, just something happened to me, and I decided that things had to be different. And I decided, I, and I sang for the first time really in public with a guitar in Alice Springs, and. It just that's when it happened. That's when some because people were like, "Where's that voice come from?" Mm. And I said, "I don't know." And, you know, and I just took what I'd been writing and just started putting them into. I know. I guess I, like it was my time to be a musician. It was my time to be a songwriter. It was my time to make changes. Yeah, you know, other people do it the other way. They become the songwriter, the performer, then become the drug addict, alcoholic, and die. Like you know, so I had become the drug addict, alcoholic, almost died, and then became the singer songwriter. So I guess I got all the, as we were saying earlier, I got all the bullshit early and flipping just got on with life then, you know? Yeah. So rather than starting drama to to save your career, you saved your career by, by stopping the drama, so to speak. Yeah. Well, I started a career. I, was, I went, oh my goodness, what do I do now? And it just yeah. so happened that like I was sitting with a guitar and, and, and writing and, and people went, that's what you should be doing. So- because I'm, I'm interested because I, you wouldn't think Alice Springs would be the first place you'd choose to move to a different – to come out to Australia to. And I'm guessing you wouldn't have known much about Alice Springs, if at all, before you had come out. Mm. So, what was the main reason then for picking that part of the country rather than one of, like, I don't know, one of the main cities, one of the places you might have been aware of? Well, like, I came for a year with the, the Irish girlfriend I had at the time. Yeah. And we, we did, we, we arrived in Melbourne the very first day we arrived, and I was wearing my kilt and, and like, you know, and, and, and I was really, really and, trying to blend in. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was wearing my kilt, and this old fella walked up to me and he said, You'll be Scottish then. And then, like, just walked away. And <laughs> I went, Oh, that's quite cool. Uh, but yeah, Melbourne, and then went from Melbourne. Uh, and did Adelaide and we went up to Cairns and went down to uh, Sydney and then back up to Brisbane and stuff and we went to but then we drove from Gold Coast after buying a car and, and surfers and drove all the way across to to uh, to Alice Springs in the last three months of that year's visa and something happened I'd yeah. never heard it like I knew of Alice Springs and I knew of 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 the central central desert of of Australia because you you would watch David Attenborough talk about certain <laughs> aspects and as you said spiders crocodiles beasties and snakes you know so but gotta watch out I, for the vis it's the sun visor that's what they always jump out <laughs> of I remember I was I driving think, I, along once in in a car that I hadn't cleaned in a while uh, it was my old parents' yeah. car actually and I, I found out later that there was a like I. Well, it wasn't because it was a huntsman that, that jumped out at me because they don't they don't spin webs. But I that same week I had to clean off another cobweb up the back. But they do yeah. they jump out, and I nearly had a fucking heart attack. <laughs> so I pulled over, 
home. It's like, get out of my car. This is my territory. Go find your go find your home somewhere else. Flicked it out the window and drove, yeah. quickly went. I was like, get out. Putting as much distance between me and the spider. It was yeah. <laughs> they d- yeah. Yeah. So like Alice Springs for me was was a complete eye opener. And when the very first time I came to Alice, there'd been a lot of rain, so it was very green. Okay. And I was like told, where's where's this red centre? Then I left. This isn't the desert. I was <laughs> duped. And then I left and went back to Ireland for a year. And I said to the the, the, the girlfriend I had, the girlfriend I had, was that I'm going to go back for a, a three month trip because I want to go and visit everybody and and like see everybody who's pushing me to to do this singing lack. And she went, I don't want to go back. So oh. you go for three months. And then I went for three months, which turned into six months, which then has been fifteen years. So. <laughs> Uh, like, you know, I, I, I didn't see it again. I just didn't go back. I, no, like, no babe, know, babe, I swear, I'll come back this this the end of this year. COVID, it's yeah, okay. Like, it's just delayed me, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, and I, I broke her heart. I, I, like, oh. that's one thing that, you know, like, that's a regret. Well, not a regret. That's something that I will forever carry with me for, mm. for, for the way that that relationship bro- ended, you know. But, you know, it's it's... Alice Springs is probably one of the most magical places in the world. I mean, there's nowhere else in the Northern Territory. And I know everybody loves their state and their territory and they love where they're from and stuff. But the Northern Territory is one of these places where no matter what you think you come here for, it will find the real reason why you're here, you know? So do you reckon it was a combination of both the people and the landscape then that sort of drew you in? Or was it one over the other? Or something else entirely. I don't know. It was definitely the landscape. The, the landscape for me, like I had, like coming from Scotland, you know, you go and look at beautiful scenery, and you go, mm. "There's a mountain there, and there's a tree there, and there's a castle there, and the eagle flies over, and it's all beautiful. Oh, wonderful! Look at that. Yeah. You know, there's a loch in that. But you know, the the beauty here is look, something. There's Nessie. <laughs> yeah, but the beauty here is something complete. Like that, the, I've never been anywhere in the whole entire world, and I've done a bit of traveling. That you know, you could actually, when you're driving, or you can actually see the curvature of the planet. Mm. You see the curvature of the planet, and then you turn around and go, "Oh my goodness, I am just a dot. I am a dot on something more." And it's whatever fears and anxieties and stresses I had about what my purpose in this world was, it was irrelevant at that point because I was just a dot. That like like a, a million billion other dots. Like it's, when we look at the stars, it's yeah. another billion. You know, it's so billion weird because that I've heard that that way of thinking before. I, I, I argument, I guess, or can, you know, this idea that when you realise the true insignificance of your own self, that you find this sort of inner peace. Like I, I mm. know, um, I don't know if you're aware of the the show Rick and Morty, but the creators of that show hold a very similar philosophy in that and in that in that meaninglessness and in you know in insignificance you find the true meaning of your of of your existence in the end, which sounds like an oxymoron, but it kind yeah. of makes sense when you put it that way. That it sort of yeah. drives you to to bring meaning into that that closer sphere that you're involved with. So yeah. it's it's interesting to see that reflected in a totally different art form such as music and in a totally different setting. Uh, as well, yeah. so it's quite a universal concept, I guess. Yeah, you know, you know yeah, that mean, was you know related word, not not intended, but sure. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but it, it totally like for me, it was about you know, and it wasn't until I came back a second time, that second time, 
and and me basically trying to live the life that I had on the other the, the life I had, like you know, and realizing this is not why you're here. This mm. is not why you're not here to live the same life. You've got an opportunity to do things differently. You've got an opportunity to be different and yeah. and do something that is you. That uh, then I, then things changed. Mm. And I mean, like if I can be honest, like you know that. <laughs> what a load of cobs wallet bollocks, you know. No, no that's that's no. the best thing. You don't met oh, come on, Colin, you've just ruined you've just ruined the whole point. You're not supposed to mention no. this cobs wallop. Now you've just no, lost no, everyone's no, interest. No, well you're saying. bullshit. That's, that's, no. I think you're bullshit. No, I'm not gonna no. listen to a word you say now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what you call it. But but you know, for me and I'm on a bit for me, the like with that is the truth. Yeah, like I had, I would never have imagined that something like space, mm. as in being in such a wide open space, would have made me become more introspective towards myself. Yeah, because like I, like the, the attitude was, I was, I was more afraid of what was going on inside, so I made it all about what you could see on the outside. But then when I started to realise that it's all within the inside of who I am, that the real changes can happen was when I actually saw what was going on on the outside, like, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's you know, like, and sometimes <laughs> I talk about this stuff and I go, people must think I'm some kind of weirdo. <laughs> no, they, they just listen to the accent and go, it's all right, he's Scottish. We'll let him, we'll let it pass. <laughs> exactly. let's, blame, let's blame it on the fact he's from Scotland. That's okay, <laughs> like, what they call it, you know? But, you know, it's, it's, and, and I am, I am, I am, and will forever be 150% grateful for the fact that I was able to live in a place like Alice Springs to discover who I really am, like, you know, who I really am and mm. who I, I can, who and and how I can be the best version of me, you know, and I guess that's all we really try our best to do in life is yeah. to be the best version. And, you know, I haven't, oh, I've, I've been the villain and many people's stories, but like, yeah. but you know, it's how I get up in the morning now and try to be a better version of that. Then I'm I'm doing okay, you know. Yeah, true. That's it's a really really good way of thinking about it. I guess you've um we've mentioned before. I think that you said that you will eventually be putting out a second album as a follow up to your 2016 debut. Yes, I- I'm guessing. I was just wondering as far as you know, how your music sounds, because this, I imagine, is more, is going to be, a, well, the EP that you've put out is a lot more stripped back than what you'll expect the next album to be. Is is that right? Or do you want to continue with this more acoustic version of your of your songs moving oh, forward? The, the, yeah, well, the, yeah, well, the next <laughs> album is completely different from anything else I've ever done. Right, okay. It's, yeah, it's, it's a lot more, uh, I've been working with Jamie Travaskis, yeah, up in Brisbane, and uh, it's a lot darker. Okay. Uh, it's a lot emotive. It's, I mean, the, the songwriting's there. There's the, the the moments of optimism and the writing's there, but the the music, the the musicality behind it, the arrangement behind it is much more of that darker. Uh, like you know, I'm digging deeper into the mm. into who I am, uh, and I, I'm absorb I'm I'm absorbing. Um, I'm observing <laughs> it's all right. and absorbing more from my world around me. Yeah, so yeah. it becomes much more, uh, yeah. So, yeah, there's definitely, I mean, the, the EP with Mark, the idea of that was it was to be a strip back and, mm. and, and mm. tell the story and vocal. Uh, this is much more about uh, the colour of the story, I think. And it's yeah. like, would you, like, it's just, 
a growing process, I guess. I don't want to be known for making the same music over and over and over again, like you know. Yeah, yeah. No, um, that's fair enough too. So I'm guessing. So with the EP songs, of course, uh, did you were they songs that you had been playing live quite a bit beforehand? No. 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 Okay. No. When we went to the studio, Matt said, "Right, what?" I sent him. I sent him a file with a couple of songs, and he went, "Oh yeah, they do that. We'll, we'll look at that one. Look at this one." So we had about five songs that we were going to look at in the studio. Yeah. And then when we got into the studio, Matt went, "Well, these are pretty new, eh?" And I went, "Matt, these are completely new. These have been written while we've been on the road or whatever in the past couple of months." And he went, "Really?" And I went, "Yeah. Like there was only one song, and it didn't make it on the EP, but." Uh, and he went, oh, this is quite exciting, you know. Uh, so, yeah, but we're talking about possibly doing album number three together. So, oh, okay. you know, after this, which will be quite exciting. Don't don't put too many plans ahead. Like, then you'll never get never get around everything. Jeez. Oh, no, no, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I like that dedication. I like it. So, with the, then with the new album that's going to be coming out, are you bringing a similar approach in terms of – your songwriting, writing songs specifically for it, or is it going to be songs that you've had out for a while, like played for a while? Oh, well, the, the, the new album is recorded. We're just in the, the finishing touches, the finishing mixes and that. And, you know, so we recorded that a while ago and it was just, you know, we're, there's a few, hopefully I'll get over to Brisbane and do some uh, just overdubs and stuff. But, yeah, the, the, these songs, again, I think I've found that writing album number two has been a lot more... Uh, a lot more work as a writer because I feel there's, that there were, I, I put a lot more pressure on myself because of how Glass Holmes was received by so many uh, different reviews in that you know it got some and then with the way that Petricor has been and received as well like it, it, I, I put I think I put a lot more pressure on myself more pressure than I really needed to do with album number two but uh, and because we've moved in a different direction, so it has been a lot harder to to write. It was a lot harder to write, I guess, uh, or the arrangements were a lot harder, I guess, because it was a different way of looking at things. So, would I be right in saying that if there was no pressure on you, that you would find it easier to write? If there was no pressure on me, yeah, like if you were a, bl- a total yeah. blank slate, nobody had ever heard any of your songs, would you find it a lot easier to to put out an album's worth of tunes? Well, I guess they say that album number one is that punching album. So that's a lifetime of songs that's coming out. And then album number two is seeing how well you're mastering the art of, of songwriting. And then album number three is that you, you, you hopefully have mastered how songs are written and how your songs are written. So I don't know. I think for me, I think I need to, I, I, if I don't have things to write, like, if I don't have the space, like, you know, you do all the different things. You sit there, you meditate, or you go away, you have new experiences. You, things go away in the back of your head. I write things. I, I, like So I, I don't think, I, I, unfortunately, I'm one of these human beings that whose brain never really switches off. So I would never really have a blank sheet. I've, I'm always doing something. I'm always writing a song. I'm always either playing something. I'm, I'm either writing uh, I'm, I, I've never, I don't know, I don't really have a blank slate, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah there's always stuff going on that's influencing yeah. what you're going to write down. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's cool. That's good to know. Um, well, I'm certainly looking forward to seeing more stuff come out. You've got, now tell me a bit about what's going to be happening in the next couple of months too, because you've got a bit of stuff planned in the works, don't you? 
Yeah, uh, hopefully in the next couple of, like, so by September, the end of September, hopefully I'll be in Brisbane. I've got a few performances in Brisbane lined up. Uh, hopefully head across to uh, the studio and get the overdubs finished for the album, release a new single at the end of September, uh, and then look at releasing the album early 2021. Uh, and then by that time, fingers crossed, uh, I hopefully will uh, be touring that. Uh, hopefully we, we'll have uh, things under control by then. Yes. Fingers crossed, touch wood, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then from that, I'm also... Uh, I, I was supposed to be heading to Canada. We were in talks after New Orleans to be going to Canada, yeah. the UK to be touring. So hopefully that will be back up and running and I'll be getting that into that and, and getting that reworked and reshaped and tour back on the road again. And then possibly, who knows, do some more recording with some other people and then start working on album number three. And, 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 you know, who knows? It's, I, I guess for me, I have my different stages of planning. I've got this, that, and then I'm lucky enough that people I've got around me kick me up the bum when they need something. Uh, <laughs> it was really good to have those people around because sometimes you forget that you get too lazy. It's like, don't you, you were supposed to do that this morning. It's like, oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I can procrastinate a fair bit. I can, I, I can procrastinate. I can pretend I'm doing a lot of work by working on one song for four weeks yep. and, uh, and and think I'm doing some. And, uh, but yeah. And I'm looking forward. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to catching up with old friends and new friends. I really yep. that's the biggest thing for me is to catch up with old friends and new friends and and sing and and share and talk and have a cup of tea and coffee and just catch up and hopefully catch up with you when Melbourne opens up. I'll come in and catch up with you guys. Please do. I want to. I want to see. Yeah. Hopefully for the next tour, that'd be awesome. Yeah, uh, that'd be great. Yeah. With um, will the intention be to tour with a band or will it just be solo? Who stripped back in acoustic? Yeah, well, I, I, that's the big question at the moment on how we, we get that. But being an independent artist, I guess mm. we're always – it's always about funds. It's always yes. about how we can invest yes. what we have and how we have it. And, I mean, there's different uh, – I'm lucky enough to have uh, different things in the pipeline happening and stuff. But at the same time, uh, I'd love to tour with a band. I've never really toured with a band. I've had mm. a couple of, I've had a few gigs where I brought some users from Alice Springs to do a couple of gigs around. But And I had a, a, a band that I was working with in uh, Queensland. But And then I did one gig in uh, the Wesley Ann down in Melbourne. Oh, where great I had venue. A couple of, oh, brilliant yeah. venue. And I did, I did a, when I did my album uh, the album release tour. Uh, it's fun, and, it's you know, fun trying I- to walk down those stairs after you've had a few beers up there because uh, <laughs> they don't. They haven't haven't ins- they haven't had the courtesy to install a lift yet. That would be. <laughs> <laughs> so you're walking down this like 150 year old building. It's like oh god, and it's like like the they don't think there's any rails. It's like you just got to try and make sure you don't trip. Yeah, it's a fun, good, 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 yeah. good pub. Hope to yeah. be there soon again when everything yeah, opens it's a, up. A great venue, uh, and I've got another project that I do a bit of work with with another guy, Raising Moon. Uh, we do. Mm-hmm. I've got a project called Shadows and Blue, which we do some stuff. So I'm keep I keep myself busy. Yeah, but most of them, I want to. Be, I'd love to be able to tour with a full band. So it's all about me working to getting. I guess people to go. Yeah, we should invest in this fella and <laughs> allow him to showcase what he does with a full band. Hopefully it will be with a full band. If not, it'll be me, and that—that's how a lot of people enjoy seeing me perform. Is just me and the songs, and sometimes I like that. But sometimes the songs need to be shared 
with a full band. And that's just about relationships and building relationships and yeah. gaining, you know, and having people you can work with. Does the uh, does the Ned Kelly beard come back for the tour? That's that's the other question I, I want to know. That the Ned Kelly beard <laughs> will be back uh, in a month. You know, I'm feeling really <laughs> naked. I've been struggling, struggling with it. You know, like they don't know who I am without my without my without my big beard. <laughs> which, which, which when 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 I, when John told me I was doing an uh, doing an interview, I says, "Are they wanting it with the with, is it on Zoom or something?" And he goes, "No, it's just a phone." I went, "Oh, good, good." Oh, good. Just, <laughs> it was good. You know, no need to shower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can walk around the house naked. Wonderful. <laughs> You're about the only person I've come across that has actually reduced the amount of hair on their face in ISO. Uh, most people have uh, – I don't know if you saw the picture that Kevin Rudd put up a few weeks back. He's actually grown a beard. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't yeah. think, he, I don't think he, any any public photos have ever come, ever come out with a single hair on his chin, which I thought yeah. was really weird. And somebody commented and thought, well, you know things are tough when, when Kevin Rudd's got a beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did keep the beard growing, and it was growing, and it was growing, but it got to the <laughs> point where it was uh, – like I did a, I did a, 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 a live thing uh, and it, I just saw it and I went, nah, I have to do something. This is just crazy. Like, this is this is now, like, people will be calling me Mel Gibson or something. That's how when he, after he got in trouble, oh, after saying God. the things he said, we had the wild beard. So, yeah, it was yeah. just crazy beard. Like, it didn't even look like a bush ranger. It looked more like a bush. I looked more like the talking bush for the three amigos, just this yes. big thing in the middle that was singing, the singing bush. It's like a... Oh, it's like, oh, I keep my lunch in this side and I've got my pet pet bird in the other side. I don't know what TV show it was where it's like pulls out his pet bird. Oh, no, it was that movie. It was that, that, um, that Artemis movie. It's like the Pirates one. He's like, where's Polly? It's like the dodo. He's like, I keep doing no one else will find her. And he just pulls it out of his beard. <laughs> we went we went we went to the vet with the dogs and the vet was gonna give me an injection. I was like, Oh no, I'm the wrong one. And it was where he was gonna test. He went to take my flipping temperature, and I says, "Where are you going with that?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> so I said it was time to get a haircut, even though, like, <laughs> no, and we've, we've been able to do that up here because we're lucky enough that shops and that are open. So, yes. and and I am thinking about everybody in Melbourne and and everywhere else that's been in lockdown that, that we've been lucky enough, and you know. So I hope everybody is those open spaces. Those open spaces yeah. are good for something, but your thoughts are much appreciated, Colin. No, no, I'm, I'm thinking about you all, and I'm looking forward to catching up with you all. And you can all uh, tell me how crazy you became. I think I would, I'd love people to discuss their craziness on on Facebook. Just put their post. This is how crazy I am at the moment, and this is what I'm thinking. You, you because, just like, would you? You just wait to all the so everybody that's writing stuff now down here in Melbourne, all yes. the bands that just imagine yep. the albums that are going to come out in like twelve months, eighteen months time when they finally get round to recording them. We're going to, I reckon, we're going to see some real experimental shit go in. Yeah, it's <laughs> I, think, gonna, I think the writing's going to be amazing. It's got nothing else to do. Yeah, yep. <laughs> no, it'll be great. Thank you so much, Colin. It's been a, it's been so much fun. I've, I thank love, you, love a good laugh. Maybe made my day <laughs> so much happier. Um, Congrats again on the EP and really looking forward to what you've got coming out later this year. I'm definitely going to keep my keep my ears peeled. Please <laughs> tell us where we can find you on the social medias, where we can find your music, like have you got your website, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, you can find me on uh, colinlilly.com.au and that's Lily with an L-I-L-L-I-E. Uh, and, 
then you can, I'm on Spotify, Apple Music. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram. I think uh, a lot of people enjoy my Instagram because it's just um at the moment I'm talking about foods, the unsung heroes of foods. Ah, that, okay. Like you know, like things like jam and bread. You know, yes. We don't know the persons who basically came up with that genius. <laughs> Yes. Was it the sandwich was invented as a way <clears throat> so this like rich upper class lord could eat while he was playing poker? Like, yeah, but sandwich that, that, or whatever. But what was the name of the chef that came up with it? We don't know his name. Yeah, true. <laughs> See, we know we damn, know damn we rich know. people taking the credit for everything. Yeah, see that. It's like marshmallows. I discovered that marshmallows were, were was an Egyptian thing that only the pharaohs and gods could eat. But I bet you it was invented by some wee chef that was like gone, mm, this is nice, I'm gonna keep it for myself. <laughs> but then the the the, the whole uh, the what's it called? The establishment took it and abused it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> down with the down with the food elite. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's what it would have been. That's gonna be the next revolution. <laughs> the food elite will have a political party. <laughs> yeah. No more no more establishment. No more establishment, you know, uh, blaming of whatever it is, like taking credit for food that you yourself didn't prepare. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And it's like caviar, like, you know, the rich are only the ones that eat caviar, but it would have been a poor person that would have discovered it. So, yeah, so who comes up with the idea? Mmm, frog spawn. I bet you that yes. tastes good with wine. <laughs> Go and see. We missed it and all these things. And it, yeah. the guy's name would have been Boris who discovered but, uh, caviar. Boris somebody. Yeah. And he would have been eating the fish eggs and he would have been, I'm not telling anybody about this. <laughs> well, why are yeah. you so happy, you peasant? Ah, <laughs> uh, mm, should I say? I'll give you 500,000 pounds. Oh, it's, it's the fish eggs. It's the fish eggs. That's where it tastes, Blame it it tastes on good. The fish eggs. Yeah. Yeah. That was the only reason there was a revolution happened in Russia because they wanted fish eggs. <laughs> <laughs> seize the means of the seize the means of uh, the offspring. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, seize the means of the of the pond. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, thanks again. That was thank you very much. Good good times. Thanks again, Colin. Um, yeah, really looking forward to it. Make sure you check out Petrichor. Make sure you check out the rest of his discography, and of course the new album when it comes out and the new singles whenever they drop. We'll be keeping an eye on it for those. But we're going to end. We're going to take take it out now on Petrichor, the title track, which people who are keen and avid listeners, of course, have already heard before. But I mean, it's a great great starter for the EP and a really really um, emotive emotive track that stood out of our attention. So we might as well play it again. Thank you. Too easy. Here it is. It is Petrichor, the self titled song off Colin Lilly's recent EP of the same name. We'll be back soon with more chit chat here on Bar Talk. Lost in the dust. Of a childhood dream The young ones sit Learning of what has been Finding stories That were written in the stars Hidden in the wisdom Of their father's father's heart
There's a river Not everybody knows And that river It really ever flows But if you listen
Hey, 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 hope you're enjoying that. That was Cigarettes and Red Wine by Javin Kai. And before that, we had, uh, what did we have before that? We had uh, a Colin Lilly track called uh, Protractor? Patricia? <laughs> Petricor? Petricor. <laughs> Petricor. You oh, can leave that someone in. Right? Probably, yes, I'm most certainly leaving that in. What, did you stuff it up as well? <laughs> no, no. I tried to read uh, it and I was there's like, a particular oh, history no, behind the this word. This is going to go badly. It's, it's, uh, it's, I felt like a teacher reading someone's last name in like a class yeah. assembly and I didn't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> it means uh, I, the smell um, of yeah. rain. So, Petricor. Oh. It's an Petricor. Australian word. As I said, I think I said in the interview, it's invented by the CSIRO when they were doing their research about it. But it's a phenomenon. Oh. And, and the song, as you heard, goes into that. So, anyway, we I hope you really, really enjoyed that interview with Colin. I certainly did. As you probably heard me laughing all the way through that. Um, please go and listen to the EP, also called Petra Corpass, which is out now. Oh, oh good. <laughs> and I hope... <laughs> You're looking forward to it as much as I am when he's promised to come down and play for us, Vass. I am looking forward to it. Hopefully, we can get a bit of a live interview going on over there as well. That'd be nice. I think that's the idea. Wink, wink. Hold me me, me ransom (laughs) to that, Colin. We'll get him for an interview whenever we can in person. I can stroke uh, that. I can stroke those magnificent face follicles of yours. Facial oh. follicles. Also, the um, the Javan Kai tune, um, "Cigarettes and Red Wine." That was uh, that was your inclusion. You I did. Um, you were quite smitten with um, this bloke's first release. Well, uh, Javan Kai, yes, "Cigarettes and Red Wine." What a cool what a cool debut. I did want to point out too that this is this one was sent in by Javan himself. So, for all of you mm. aspiring artists out there, we do listen to your your songs and listen and you know. Uh, read your emails. Surprise, surprise. Uh, it's because I'm not overly inundated yet. <laughs> you just wait till I get a thousand songs a week. I'll be like, I can't be bothered. You're just going to be tossing I'll things be like, left, right, and center. Nope, I'll be nope, like nope, the. Uh, nope, nope. <laughs> I'll be like the CEO of that unmentioned station that that claims he listens to all the songs that get sent in. But no, you you, know you'll be like the guy from Spider Man. <laughs> Don't send me songs. Send me press releases. <laughs> I want pictures of these artists. God damn it! Yeah, yeah. Slams table and pictures down. of and pictures of Spider Man. Pictures of Spider Man. Yes. Any pictures um, of Spider Man was... get an extra two points in my book. Um, <laughs> Can you imagine a press release with a picture of Spider Man? No, I want to see you, and I mean you as in the artists dressed up as your best Spider Man impersonation, along with all your other press release bullshit. So I don't care about the other sexy, you know, brushed up. Photographs yeah. that got professionally I want pictures done of Spider-Man. And, and spent $400 on. I want to see pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> the challenge has uh, been set. In all set. seriousness, though, we do we do like the pictures of you. They're all dolled up and, and pretty. Yeah. We put them up on Facebook. Javin's a very, yeah, I like Javin's uh, first press shot, too, in the cover of that song. But no, good stuff, Javin. Looking forward to whatever else, else you've got. He's uh, 23 years old, so uh, young, young. Has he said anything gun. about it? And has he said anything about an EP or an album or this being a single? No, from he there? just mentioned, and this is how concise he was. I'm probably embarrassing him now. So he's 23, he's from the Gold Coast, and this is my debut single, straight and to the point. But you know what? That's all I need. So I'm looking forward to seeing more info in, well, your, when next, you're getting in your next press release. You don't want to read anything more than that, right? No, it's that's like all a, I need. A good he cover letter. Included everything short, I needed. Concise. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, love the blues sort of inspired riff going on there, but mm-hmm. and then the mellower chorus. Um, so cool stuff. Now, Vaseline. Yeah, a bit of an interesting one for me. I don't usually get um, bluesy stuff that's uh, edging on kind of grungy and mm. 
um, that that holds back in the chorus. Usually it cranks up a notch and then there's some explosive solo. You, and this was really nice and um, chill the whole way through. You like you like a bit of restrained um, vocal work, though, in blues uh, tracks. I know that because we've had this discussion yeah. before because it sort of do, shows control, which – because you do yep. the natural. The natural thing is to just go all out, go full what, Chris Cornell on the chorus. What I really like, more to the point, is um, I love things sounding like they're just caving in on themselves. I love it when um, guitar amps, for example, like Jack White's guitar sound. Yes, um, and there are a few others. Uh, I think uh, Beck Beck has had a couple of uh, guitar sounds like that, mm. where it just sounds like the amp. Is, is imploding while he's playing. <laughs> like, I just can't keep up. And that's what I feel like grunge is like, where you're, or, or that's a bit of a generalization, but you know what I mean? That, that restraint when you have it, it makes the uh, actual crescendo, if you ever get there. Yeah. And that's their choice as well. Um, feel so much more lifted because they're, they're, if they sound like they're about to fall apart and the only way for them to get out of that, spot vocally is for them to um you know go up in pitch or up in energy or something like that or start screaming but they don't and it just they're constantly teetering on the edge of just falling apart i love that well it's like you're breaking the limits of your music essentially in a and expressing Mm. that in the music itself so it's a cool yeah it's like the polar opposite of a prince song where he's screaming like all the time (laughs) show some restraint god damn it um yeah yeah Anyway, speaking of actually Prince, I thought that first song we played, the the Valkyrie song, did have a very Princey guitar lick too on that funk. funk yeah, on I'll subject. give you that. Anyway, I, sure. I digress. Enough of that bullshit. Um, I want to thank, obviously, our business and community partners for Australian Musicians Radio. Uh, in no particular order, Hello World Travel, Belgrave, Bizop Solutions, Russo and Russo Barristers and Solicitors, um, Music Factory Direct, formerly known as Drum Power, uh, Scale Records in Brisbane, Sense Music Media, Suki Lounge in Belgrave, Upway Belgrave RSL, Dandenong Rangers Emergency Relief Service Incorporated, and The Coa Shed Australia. <sighs> nice, nice, nice. You've gotten that down to a fine art. Yeah, I'm not reading that at all, if anything. So what have we got, uh, what have we got coming up, Daniel? Mine good food. We have a couple of uh, cool tracks. Actually, I want to talk about the next artist because it's another Kiwi artist. My God. Uh, you got it for the Kiwis. New tonight. Zealand's Marys and Kiwis. Oh, my. Uh, no? Okay. All right. <laughs> Your bag, baby? Oopsie. <laughs> Joke of the That's week. It's not my bag, baby. <laughs> Joke it's of the week. It's not mine. Yeah, yeah, the funny takes five joke. to seven business days to get delivered. The, the, the joke of the week is not coming up later, folks. I apologise. <laughs> Unless you had a joke for me this week, have you got jokes that you've you've freshly found on the interwebs? I mean, right now, my social life. Not, not, not. <laughs> um, on a uh, Europe, on a one of those European bus trips that you do with um, a bunch of other back, not backpackers. Like you book them, the Kentucky tours. That is the ones I'm thinking of. Kentucky tour. A good friend of I've mine. I've never done a Kentucky tour in my apparently life. Apparently, they, they sound are. horrible. No, they're expensive, but they are fucking worth it. So I'm told. Actually, my oh. here's here's the thing. I think I don't know if I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but I'll mention it again. No, I haven't mentioned it on the podcast because I've talked to Shakira about it, and every time I talk to Shakira about something, I get confused with thinking I've mentioned it on the podcast. <laughs> Apologies to Shakira. She's locked up in her house at the moment with no way to record. So, uh, yeah, sorry, mate. I'll, I'll, try, I'll hopefully catch up soon. I digress. If it weren't for a Kentucky tour happening, I would not exist. 
Let me <laughs> let me explain. I know that's a bit of a leap, but let me. Do explain. I want to hear the explanation? So, my <laughs> dude, I had a friend whose parents used to explain the day of her conception all the time. They used to call it Phoenix <laughs> Day. No, 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 no. I was not conceived on this Kentucky tour. Thank God. However, um, my my parents that's what met. They told you. Oh, ha, ha, very funny. No, my parents met because my dad's cousin married my mum's best friend, and they met at the wedding. Oh, it was funny because they actually, I reckon they, they were cheekily wingmanning each other because they, they put them on the same table. They're like, ah, yes, the singles. We'll put the people ah, that, yeah. that we're, they're never going to marry. We'll put them on the same table and see what happens. Let the sparks gonna. fly. We'll, we'll know, put the two hopeless cases together. Years, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Yeah, five years later, look at me. Um, I come out, you know. Anyway. Uh, so Their pride and joy. My, yeah. So, you know how my dad's cousin and my mum's friend met? How? On a Kentucky tour. They have no yeah. overlap. My my dad's cousin is from a regional area, so like not even wasn't even from near Melbourne. Mum's mum's best friend was a was an another great uh, example of the ethnic wog inside the inner north of Melbourne. So <laughs> no, their circles did not collide except for Oh yeah, I want to go on to Europe with a bunch of strangers. Dude, they must have had some good alcohol on that Kentucky tour if oh, he met the love of his life. I've- <laughs> I've been told that uh, it, it, it is a bit of it can get onto some some cool stuff on those bus trips. Anyway, they met on that Kentucky tour. Five years later, they marry or something like that. Five years later, I'm existing. So thanks for um yeah, I, I encourage thanks Kentucky tours. I, I can, uh, that is my personal endorsement of Kentucky tours. I don't have a sponsorship with them, but Kentucky should sponsor me after the pandemic's over and they can actually mm-hmm. run again because uh, you know it'd be like. Without you, millions of people would not exist. Yeah, yeah, you're, killing, global. you're killing people by not going on the Kentucky tour inadvertently. You are killing potential unborn children. <laughs> you are murdering <laughs> by not putting your loins on that Kentucky tour. It is your, is your solemn duty <laughs> for the future generations to thank you for going it's on your this Kentucky procreational, tour. procreational charge. <laughs> What I'd like to repeat that I, I wasn't conceived on this Kentucky tour. Let me make that absolutely clear. You're making it sound like you. Oh, whatever helps you sleep at night, mate. It wasn't direct. <laughs> okay, let me preface this. I suppose it's not really a preface if I say it at the end. Uh, let me, uh, whatever the opposite of prefix is, saying I wasn't directly made existent by this Kentucky tour. It was a happy accident, a happy uh, butterfly effect, as they say. Su- su- would it be suffice? Huh? If a prefix and a suffix- That's the one I'm thinking preface, of. Preface, suffice? No, it couldn't be. I don't know. Whoa. <laughs> oh, okay. no, I'm going to have to Google before, that one. Before you go down that rabbit hole, we should talk about our next two artists. Prince is the next artist we're going to play with her new single and first track off her recently released EP, which I believe is t- called Magnetic. She's released that recently, and this is the brand new single off that I tried. Prinz is another one of those artists, a bit like Foman, who has been releasing sort of music, and we've been I've been listening to it and really getting getting around it, digging it. Gareth certainly gotten around mm. Prinz, and I thought it was about time we played one of her tracks on there. So I thought this one was a, this one was an absolute smash. Yeah. Really good. She, she's got even amongst the good production, her track has some pretty standout production about it. Um, yes. 
It's also got a great beat and baseline, like really danceable, mm, despite yeah. being a little bit more on the slow side. Yeah, and that seems to be what I'm getting off it. A lot of um, really cool, almost a lot of retro elements as well with the songs I've been hearing off as too. So, yep. great stuff, Prince. Congratulations on that release too. After that, we are going to uh, play really bit cool of sort Cub. of Wolf and Cub. These guys have been around for years, I believe. Um, and this is their brand new single, Blue State. And it's going to be, I think it's the first taste of their new of With. their new album, Nil, it's going to be called. Well, hopefully we get another uh, couple really interesting videos from them like this the ones was, for this. Because this, this video was, cool. was um, for like- we we see a lot of videos, don't, right? Don't give away as, the twist. As people that see a lot of no, I'm not going to say anything good, about good, it. Good, but good. As people that see a lot of music videos because of you know what we do, um, this one even like stands out against yes. all of those as we something have. unique. It might not be everybody's bag. I know um, my my mum isn't a huge fan <laughs> of uh, stuff that's a little bit more alternative. For example, oh, um, you mean musically speaking? I personally yeah. found this. Um, Oh, any entertainment, movies, music, anything. Uh, but I found this music video in particular um, pretty cool. Uh, my most interesting one of the week would be between that and the Foman video. Mm. Just for pure professionally choreographed cinematography. Just, just for like, just intrigue alone. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll take the. Uh, uh, whether it's your thing or not out of it and just say it was those two were the ones that constantly had me hooked like i had to keep watching to see what happened this this particular video and i do recommend going and checking it out because it is phenomenal does have a more of a clear direction in terms of you sort of know what happens by the end of it but i like how it sort of ends on a inconspicuous it almost ends on that, that sort of um inception you sort of don't know what's yeah, happening yeah, yeah. next which way is the spinning a, top going to go? You have theories. Yeah. So, it's sort of a- it, Is it got that bit of a Christopher Nolan sort of thing going on, which I really like? Please go and check it out too. Um, we'll probably link it up at some point this week, but really good work, gents. Really good work. And I'm looking forward to seeing more of the new album out. So, thanks Remote Control Records and, of course, Knickknack for putting out the print stuff as well to us. Yeah. We might as well get, get on to playing it. Um, more tracks coming soon after that and a bit more shit talking. Is that right, Bass? Oh, always. Brilliant. I love it. I love it, my friend. And uh, maybe, yeah, I guess just some more good times uh, right now, though, is, is of course, the new single by Prince off her EP, I Tried. And after that, Wolf and Cub with Blue State. When I walked in the door, you could feel my whole mood change. But by the time that I go, we gon' push me to the edge again. We've been here before Still remember what makes you weak And for damn sure, I'll use it again soon I'll play every game until you're holding me against you,
feelings in my gut feeling Cause I thought you were the one I see what you're becoming This just really isn't fun It's Gareth McDowell here from AMR Content, and you are listening to Bar Talk on the one and only AMR.
Howdy folks, howdy folks, you are listening to the Bar Talk Podcast. That right there, fellas and fellerinis, was Wolf and Cub with Blue State, and before that, Prince with I Tried. And before we go any further, I'm going to preface this next segment oh. by uh, telling you what the opposite of a preface is, which <laughs> we, we feel... We both feel a little shame. I googled it, and it turns out I'm an idiot. It's actually a postface. Because <laughs> what so, comes after the preface it, it, you, you and know, after the body text, the postface. It doesn't naturally. quite. It doesn't quite have the same ring to it. I'm, I'm sorry. No, because you can't a, say postface. Couldn't it just be called a post? A, the, the T. But you the say T preface. You say ruins I wanna, the phonetics. I want to preface this, not preface. You say I want to preface this. You can't say I want to postface this. <laughs> I'm going to get rid of the T and just call it a pophos. Pophos. Yeah. I want to pophos this. So it doesn't work. C- c- fucking English. I, <laughs> it's like the most, the most descriptive <laughs> language in the world and we still fuck up our phonetics. Um, <laughs> every, all, oh, oh, every time. God. Uh, yeah, that's the joy of a peasant's language, eh? Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that. A bit of bit of time for some. I I didn't even think I didn't buy a beer this week. Week I blame I blame lockdown, and that's a legitimate blame because I can't oh, well, get out of the house. If that's the case for our alcohol segment, <laughs> then I'm I'm more than happy to explain Ooh. what I've fallen into Uh-oh. for uh, an alcohol what? solution. No, no, no. But it doesn't count if you're not drinking it now. We can't play the intro if you're not drinking it now. Oh well, so no, I'm. Not- so I'm otherwise, it's it just now, uh, no. <laughs> Vass describes what bullshit he's been getting drunk on this weekend, which was yeah. no this this weekend. I'm going to make uh, margaritas, oh. but I've also gotten myself a bunch of beer uh, for a different day. Um, but I got it through. Now these guys don't sponsor us, but oh my <laughs> god, I would love it if they did. Um, I found this thing that was called beer. It was called beer bud originally. It's now called booze bud because I think they wanted people to realize they sold more than just beer. But it's a um, delivery service. It's not like Uber. It's more like an online shop, except okay. in Melbourne and one other state, they do same day delivery for like nine bucks. And their regular shipping, which is like three to five days or whatever, is like six bucks. Mm, not bad. It's brilliant, right? So you go in there, they've got like a, you know, narrow by what archetype of alcohol. And then within that, you can then go whatever type of that you want. So if it's wine, you can break it down into each different kind. Beer, you know, lager, pale ale, whatever. You can break them down into that. They have an overall beer, highest rated and, um, sorry, an overall alcohol type, highest rated and most purchased or most popular. And they've got that as a sorting option for each of the little subcategories as well. So you can like pick exactly what you want. They've got all of the different awards yep. like noted on the drinks. It's so, so helpful because you could go into Dan Murphy's, look at something and just be like, <laughs> 80 bucks for that spirit that's a bit much or 120 bucks for that spirit that's a bit much but then if someone said to you oh but this won the world's best tequila three years in a row 20 years ago or whatever like that you'd be like oh okay maybe it's worth it so these guys have the goods and they've got it sorted and their selection is monolithic that's Oh, I've got one question for you. How many gobbies did they give you to to, to <laughs> allow yourself to just give this such fantastic Mate, spiel about this this shitty website <laughs> that you've come across like two I've weeks ago? I've had to go out of the house for my alcohol so much. All right, now I can have it delivered to me for nine bucks on the same day I order it. I'm in heaven. All right. Oh, it's because you. Yeah, it's because pretty much like instead of instead of going for a train trip to go and get your booze, you like pay it in pay it in the delivery fees. 
I suppose that makes sense. Yeah, but which I, is about the same, right? Like if you're an adult, you're paying I, seven bucks or I whatever to so go hard. into the city and have some drinks. I try so hard to try and keep this keep this corporate free, and here you are fucking that up for me. <laughs> Hey, look, I can't say that they're great yet because okay. I haven't received my goods, but- Oh, you I haven't even got anything off them? No, I bought it. I, I'm. Uh, it's going to arrive. I selected tomorrow for my same-day delivery, quote-unquote, because mate, Australia I- Australia uh, Post I, fucking cut their, cut their um, hours by 33%, so I heard. You're probably not going to get it till next month. Like, no, nah, they, they use their own courier oh, system. Okay, okay. Right, that's not so bad. Okay, well, I mean- I'm not I also ask- ordered jerky, if that's uh, that's better to talk about <laughs> online jerky. Anybody like jerky and barbecue sauce? <laughs> a barbecue How sauce How much more jerky. of a typical dude can I be? I, I tried- My housemate got us- Not got us. He'd had in the pantry for years. And I mean, jerky is one of those things that doesn't go off. And it was a kangaroo jerky. And it was like, oh, this is disgusting. But I was like, no, no, no. You've got to salivate it first. You've got to let your Yeah, you've got to masticate it. it. That's the word I'm looking for. You can't just go in and bite it down and swallow it fucking raw. It'll taste terrible. By the way, it'll probably scratch your ass off again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People don't realize the idea is to have it with a drink. <laughs> got to let keep the, tongue, the mouth moist. Got to give it some tongue action, folks. That's the secret. <laughs> got to really make out with the jerky. Exactly, exactly. And I thought it tasted quite good because I was like, well, letting it sort of- Sip over the tongue and that, and then go. Let give the flavors come swirl. out. Yeah. Let the let the well let the moisture seep in, and then reanimate the flavors of the jerky. Yeah, you're looking to uh, quite nice. Let it steep in your mouth. That's it. You've got it's like a it's like you don't go in and bite straight down on a Mentos, do ya? you? <laughs> you you suck on it for a good thirty seconds, then you sort of suck on it, and it's nice and chewy because it's imagine the same being, fucking principle. Imagine being it's called the dehydration, psychopath. so it doesn't go off. That gets like lifesavers or something and just chews them immediately out oh, of the pack. Actually, I'm just as bad because you know with chugger chups. For our overseas oh. listeners, they're not going to know oh, about no. chugger chups. Lollipops. It just means a lollipop, but it's like a fucking hard lollipop because they're round. They're perfectly spherical, and mm-hmm. if you don't, and you've got to suck down on it. Whereas me, old canine, canine boy. <laughs> Suck on it for Dude, 30 seconds. I, I used to do that, but if your if your teeth slip, it goes straight into your gums. Oh, yo. And they sharp mm. too. Like they sharp they, yeah, they break like especially crystal. if you've broken it. So it's a sharp well, see, as the glass. Thing about them, the thing about them is they've got a uh, a rim, like a lip in mm. the middle. Mm. So it's like spherical, perfectly spherical on the outside, except for this band around the middle, which is lethal. <laughs> <laughs> And I heaven forbid you get like I, a hole inside one oh, of them, like as, yeah, as you're, as you're whittling bit. it down. Yeah, it's it's all uh, it's look. It's the danger's worth it, Vass, for a collar for a collar chugger chup. The danger is worth it, my chup. friend. And, and you notice oh, how dude. you notice how it's always like the most unhealthy lolly that the dentist or the doctor will have. Actually, no, it's over the dentist. You know why? Because they they care about teeth. Whereas the doctors, they don't give a shit about your teeth because they don't get paid yeah, for yeah. it. So they're just they, like, oh, they whatever. Those have all the sugar you want. You notice that? They give you those flat ones in the little flat plastic wrapping <laughs> yeah. that you can pull out just by yanking the stick. Apparently, apparently the best the best jelly beans are the ones that you get from the pharmacy. Ones you get from the go to the oh, chemist. Those fat ones. Yeah. In a blue packet. Yeah. Like I'm yeah, a, yeah, yeah. And now you're gonna probably for folks at home you're probably gonna hate me for this. I'm a massive fan of licorice. So licorice jelly beans, absolutely disgusting. Ah <laughs> mate, you wanna care you wanna peek That's anymore? Disgusting! There? Fuck. I don't like your distortion, mate. That was that was that was literal ear rape. Come on, I didn't want the idea. I didn't want to. This isn't some of those shitty. This isn't your fucking 
fucking Twitter Discord. This is this is a I'm getting, this is a refined worry, podcast. I'll, I'll compress it in post, so it'll still be distorted, but it'll be the same we'll volume as everything else. No, I'm gonna have to compress it, in, post. it in post. This is why you pull this bullshit on me because you know you're not the one having to put the hours in trying to edit it. Hear that? Hear yeah, it from I'm, me. I'm laughing at you because I've had it for so many years at uni. People like sending me really <laughs> crappy audio to work with. That I've had enough. Now it's your turn. Oh, mate, it's, you're killing me. You're killing me. Wait. You're killing me, Smalls. I, I'm, I, the day will not come soon enough when you can come back in here and I can beat your bum to with an inch of existence. Hey, don't threaten me with something you for know these, I'll enjoy. For these audio crimes. <laughs> That's your sneaky bastard, you. I That's hate me. you, but I love you at the same time. I feel like that's a lot of people's experience. What, with you specifically or? Yeah, yeah. Man, you're a, com- you're a complicated gentleman. Just hate I don't that e- they love me so much. I-, I wouldn't ever expect anyone to take a two-cent look at you and go, yeah, that's him. It's like, <laughs> no, he's a complicated man. That's why his favorite character, fictional character is Joker. You know? It's, a, it's not my favorite fictional character. <laughs> you dressed up for, for that stupid Halloween party last year, didn't you? Oh, was that because yeah, you're a jack- one out of the, I don't know how many years. Like, the, the year before I was like- Joaquin I was, Phoenix uh, is my sex god. The year before I was um, Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. Yes. Basically anything that has the hair, the, the parted hair. Yeah, anything that has long hair, I have to go looking for didn't, it. <laughs> didn't you cut your- Did you cut your hair in ISO? I can't remember. Was that you or someone else? Uh, William. William shaved his head. Our good friend, William good Prescott, who is you a guys great like uh, Australian musician. About? Yeah, um, I remember I was shocked the first time I saw you after you'd shaved your beard because I'd always known you with a beard. Like yes, when I, met, from I did when shave. I, met you. I did shave clean shaven for the Joker thing. So I'd, I'd yes. been growing that beard out for a while. It was like uh, six months to a year or something like that, and I shaved it off just for that role. And then I like rocked up to Penny Blue the next day, and everyone was like, "What? <gasps> Who is this?" Bitch. No. Yeah, yeah. People didn't recognize me. They're like, who is this young boy in the bar? <laughs> who is didn't this Didn't know we like case? children in here. <laughs> Sorry, sir. We don't say of minors. Dude, it's the joke every time. Will shaved once and we just- Oh, I don't think he shaved ever again because he got ripped on so hard. <laughs> For looking like a child, didn't he? Because he's an actor. For those for those at home, he's also he does a lot of acting. He's been in a lot of advertisements here in Australia. Yeah, I'm trying to think. For those he in has Australia, to shave for those. So sometimes. He, he was in that one. It's like oh, bit of bad, bit of bad, bit of bad, bit of chip. Remember that that ad? Oh yeah, yeah, the beer bad one. So for he those in the, uh, the the Callum the Callum yes. Murray one. Calamari. <laughs> so every time I go and see him, I'm like, whatever says, oh hey Calamari. <laughs> I remember when I saw that See. ad the first the, the biggest shock was because he hadn't told me he'd been any of these ads and then you're watching Foxtel or some, you know, um other pay TV yeah, yeah, and subscription. It pops up and you're like, and oh, it's, no, pops that up. Guy. it's like the fuck are you doing on my TV? I see enough of you on the Dude, weekend. I caught Get him off. I caught him on um I caught him on Instagram. I was just scrolling <laughs> through Instagram and I had to stop because I was scrolling at breakneck speed. Uh, and I had to stop partway through my scroll. I was like, hang on a minute. <laughs> oh, hang on. What that happens. That? that happens because you know enough people in the creative circles around here that you enough of them mm. dabble in the dramatic arts, and they do. They show up on mainly Instagram, and it'll be like these random ads. It's like, fuck, I didn't know you were an actor, mm. or even the um, like the Facebook paid ads. Yes, like, it's like a sponsored. I know. Um, I know a, a couple of the guys from the Nicotine Ages. Oh and, um, yeah, their ad popped up on Facebook for me at one point. Uh, one of their sponsored ads or whatever. And I was like, hang on a minute. I know that guy. The funniest one of these Ended is- Ended up being one of the bass players from uni. <laughs> uh, it, the funniest one is, and I haven't met the guy that's in it, but it was some guy that had been in a a run of um, 
informative posters about SA police or something. And the guy that was in it who's getting arrested, like, you know, guy with a beard, sort of probably a musician, long hair, beard, sorry for stereotyping. But and then it's the same guy posing in front of the billboard. The guy that's getting arrested oh. <laughs> is like and just hands in pockets looking all serious. It's like that's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, that's good. That is good stuff. Now back back to music, lest yes. we digress too too much. Please do. Uh, we've got some some screamers coming up now. We've got um, self talk. Don't ask. Yes, and uh, another and a song by Yours Truly. Now these two artists. Are that's that's not actually him, by the way. Not, Yours Truly is the name of the artist. The song's called Undersized. <laughs> I wonder how many times that joke gets gets slipped by them. Oh, surely. Um, but but you know what? They can say it too. This is a song by Yours Truly, and it's, it's no vanity at all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so <Free> pass. yeah. <laughs> so I want to um, give a warm welcome to our brand new publicist partner, um, United Mu- Unified. Sorry, music group. I should get their name right. Unified Music Group. They're based here in Melbourne. Uh, welcome, welcome. These next two songs are from a couple of their artists that are on their roster at the moment. So big welcome to the the folks down there, Unified, and thank you for getting back to us after how long. <laughs> Good to be in good company eventually. I'd, I'd like to um, point out, I don't know if you remember, Daniel, but um, on yes. Undersize, Aww. on Undersize, there's a really nice use of um, sampled percussion mm-hmm. uh, in the background. Like it starts off with this weird, I forget I exactly what sampled. the samples are, but it sounds, like, it sounds like field recordings. Like, it sounds like looped. they've gone out and gotten like, um, it sounds like, um, like spoons tapping together and stuff yeah. like that. And it gives it this really cool little shimmery interest in the background that mm. even though you know at, at its core it might be a song composed like any other song is composed those little bits go a really long way i don't hear it enough in anything but like your heavy electronica um techno trance um dubstep all that kind of stuff you hear the little interesting they're called stabs of percussion but these guys managed to put it in their track and it goes a long way i think i really like it Fair enough. Yeah, so, of course, before that, we are going to listen well, um, listen to, yeah, uh, self-talk song Don't Ask, which has an accompanying music video as well. I don't know if this is going to be part of – I don't I don't know if – yeah, I don't think it's part of any upcoming release, so that has been announced yet. However, the song after that, Yours Truly, Yours Truly's song, Undersize, has also got an accompanying music video as well and is going to be on their – new album coming out on september 18 called self-care so yeah it's the brand new single off that so make sure you go and check them both out um that's we may as well before we get oh actually before we introduce them of course make sure you go and check out all the artists that you enjoy and of course like their stuff or as always you can find bar talk stuff on on facebook under bar talk amr show and of course make sure you give um amr's socials a follow to on instagram twitter and of course facebook make sure you go and check out the websites too australiamusiciansradio.com forward slash bar hyphen talk and shows.acast.com forward slash bar talk obviously got plenty of bonus shit coming out whenever that is um, some awesome stuff planned in the next few weeks as well. I'm going to be chatting to a few cool artists, but yeah, Vass, uh, we may as well get straight out into it. Thanks again for for putting up with my shit tonight. <laughs> Anytime, anywhere, um, uh, and uh, thank uh, you for listening to uh, Bar Talk. Cool. Want to take us out in the song, sweet listener? Take us Indeed. Out. This is uh, this is self. This is uh, don't ask by Self Talk, and shortly after that, Undersized by the band Yours Truly. Enjoy, guys. Have a great week.
sexy. You are listening to Bar Talk on AMR.